You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 11, episode 20. For those that are listening on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are recording this as the whole internet just about has gone down. We carry WhatsApp, so we were trying to, lucky we're well prepared on the podcast and the agenda's all sorted. We couldn't tweet, no, sorry, we can tweet, we can tweet, and we've had some great tweets tonight with pies, pictures of pies, keep them coming, regardless of whether it's tonight or the rest of the week or the rest of the year. Facebook, I don't use Facebook, so doesn't bother me. And Instagram, we, we can't even see what the influencers are up to. So, for those that don't know, I'm John, otherwise known as Bad Joke John. I need to say that because we've got the two Johns on. How are you doing, John? Yeah, I'm good. Just um, trying to see if my old Bebo still works and um, other people looking at my space <laughs> in MSN. <laughs> <laughs> Now, well, let's start with a question then. If you could give your love to footballers in Scottish football, three of them, I'm only going to do three, what three footballers would you be giving love to this week? This week? That's an Aberdeen player, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to talk about Aberdeen tonight. Uh, I'd rather not, but um, certainly not for spreading the love because that. No, I'll save the banter for later. But three right. players spread the love. Players. Right, I'll, I'll go Scotland since Scotland. We're going to be talking about Scotland later. So, um, love for uh, Kieran Tierney, um, Landon Dykes, and John McGinn. Oh, right now here we are: Kieran Tierney, Landon Dykes, and John McGinn, who I believe as a friend or somebody on the podcast, but we'll, we'll save that for a few seconds. Erin, how have you been coping tonight with the internet being, been been down? It's, well, Twitter not down, working. Twitter is working. working. Yeah. I didn't know WhatsApp was broken for quite a while, which is maybe embarrassing for me. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh, is it? I'm maybe not that popular. Um, Twitter's working. Instagram, Facebook can live without. WhatsApp is a bit annoying. Um, but Twitter seems to be delighted because I presume WhatsApp, Facebook and Instagram are all owned by the same people. So Twitter is yes. not, and so they're all smug that they're not. Yeah. Um, it's a bit annoying, actually. I don't know when it'll be fixed. Yeah. And, don't, and don't forget, um, Channel 4 were having their problems, and I believe still are. Um, Channel 4, E4, that group. Well, the last um, episode of Marriage at First Sight on Thursday did not play on Thursday, and there was a lot of complaints. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this, this is what we're coming to. Luckily, Zoom's working. Now, for all you people listening, you don't get to see us, unfortunately, because there's some good lookers on the podcast today. <laughs> so there's John. Yeah. There's myself. There's Erin. But we've got oh. a special guest. I misreferred to John mentioned John McGinn, and I know John McGinn is your pal. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm all right, John, yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can make it how uh, I would say that more than you would say it, but uh, yeah, I will join pretty well. Aye, 
right, and you're a St Mirren fan, and as we all know, St Mirren fans love John McGinn. It's almost as if John McGinn never left. Eh? Well, I tell you, John McGinn, I know John myself quite a bit. I actually covered John's for game. I left it from there. And the under 20s, it was a cool green in Paisley. <laughs> it's uh, always called in Paisley. <laughs> a cool green in Paisley, which I was doing a younger 20 game. I joined, came on as a sub for the debut. And the younger 20 game, I thought, how old we've got a player here. Not not for one second, thinking John would go and have the career again. Or he is, because you don't think that far ahead, but but you knew that you were gaining forty. Aye, absolutely. Uh, and he comes from good stock, obviously, with his family as well. Um, but yeah, John has surpassed what Paul and Stephen have done, certainly. And it's as you say, he's still having this great career. I, I think, no disrespect to Aston Villa, there's been speculation about Man United in the past, Liverpool in the past. He's definitely got qualities to play in a team like that. Yeah. Now, this leads me on to my first question from Scott from the Footy Blog Net. Semi-regular on the podcast. He is a regular. He is a regular. He's more regular than me. (laughs) He he wants to know from yourself, obviously you've seen more of John McGinn than probably the rest of us put together. Yeah. What is John McGinn's best position in midfield? Oh... No, I say I have one because not the way he plays all the time. Because, in my opinion, purely, purely and simple, in my opinion, going better than number 10. Because, because he. He played deeper for Villa uh, for the majority of the season. But you see we got one when he plays higher how how many goals he gets from your possessions arriving late in the box. So I would always have him playing higher. As a 10. He definitely influences the game more as a 10. Uh, John and Erin, what do you think actually about his John McGinn's best position? Because it is it is one of those ones that's up for debate because he's played so many different roles for Scotland. And it's difficult because it depends who else is playing, doesn't it? This is the thing. And I think on international duty, you end up with a mix of players at different times because people get call-ups, people don't, you've got injuries. So I suppose we are lucky to have a player that is flexible, 
because depending on who else is in the squad, he can generally fit in. I like him a little bit higher up. I thought at the Moldova game, he had a few shots and stuff with quite threatening. Still don't understand how we scored one there, but I think higher up, um, if our defence is solid enough, shouldn't be an issue. But I suppose it'll depend on what team we start with, depend on last minute. I mean, there has been a few last minute fitness injury kind of issues when we've had teams. And then we've got what we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, and then the following Friday, Monday. So you're looking at a tight turnaround as well. You wonder how much it will get changed. So it will depend, I think, on who else is in the team, but hopefully higher up. Yeah, calm down though. We've only got two games double header this month, thankfully. Well, we've got we two are... the month after the Friday Monday, Aye. so we need to be thinking about it as being four games. I don't think we should just think of it as two because we have to remember that even if we win on Saturday, there's more to go, really. It's not yeah. definitely done and dusted, and we shouldn't be thinking about, oh, but if other teams do this, it needs to be on us. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. We want to get to Denmark safely through and just have a nice evening, and maybe they'll be happy. A party. We want a party mm-hmm. at Hamden. And maybe Denmark. they'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think where most of their players probably play domestic stuff, but if they were safely completely through, they're going to be under pressure to not be risking players, and it might just be a nice little night, and we might even get a win. Although it would be vintage Scotland to lose three and then beat Denmark, wouldn't it? No, 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 no. We're, we're on the positivity bus here, right? We are, but we're going to win uh, on Saturday. We're going to win 3-1. Oof, prediction already, 3-1. Oh. Oh. That's my missus' favourite prediction is 3-1. Um, I'm not uh, condoning betting, but it's a popular uh, bet. For, uh, she told me that. She said with no real thought at all, she just 3-1 is what she likes, which, fair uh, enough. She does like the 3-1. Um, John, what do you think about John McGinn? <laughs> Best position. It's weird because um, last in Villa, I mean, I've not watched a lot of Premier League but, um, this season, but last se- season, the season before with Villa, um, he was playing um, in a deeper role, and Jack Grealish was playing the number ten role, and and it seemed and it worked very well. <clears throat> but in a Scotland shirt, he looks so much. So the formation that we are playing suits better when he's the one that, um, playing the ten, because we've tried Stuart Armstrong there and making the whole role, and it didn't work. I don't think Stuart Armstrong fits in the system personally, but that's um, another issue. It's not really worked for him, but I think. And in a Scotland shirt, he's better um, further up in um, supporting Adams and Dykes, and it works really well. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I don't think we play with a 10 as such, but yeah. he's the one that gets licensed out the three. So, I know what you mean. It's because positions now are like midfielder. Well, I think people now actually refer to like the old school is a number 10, as in that playmaker type player, though he's not a playmaker as such, but he is. I know that's weird. He's not as a dad. No. But he's super John McGinn. Mm-hmm. But it clicks for him in a Scotland shirt. You know, he's, um, you know, he, just the, I mean, the way he, um, you know, holds up a ball for a small guy. I mean, there's always, always the, the tweets about his backside and the, um, <laughs> the, the Oxford game, the best backside in the world. <laughs> so, um, I mean... Do you think maybe you could get rid of the year 2021 if we get uh, uh, the I World Cup? I think it's in the bag. I can't wait Have you wound uh, up about it? I can't wait You have the day. I'm bitter. 
You can you can say ass if you want. You're all right. He likes the bad tunnel, doesn't he, John? Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. And his brother's tweet was quite funny. His brother had retweeted. Uh, Someone has said, "Yeah, you can go out and play football, but as long as you take your brother with you." When his brother got a call up, I liked that. Yes, that was class. Um, right, okay, so we're flipping this on its head. We were going to start with a weekend action, but to be honest, I don't want to talk about Aberdeen. We will, we will talk about them later, but we're all here for Scotland, aren't we, really? Well, this is the biggest game since Serbia. Yeah. And that was good. But remember what happened. Now, we can't go to penalties, so we're all right on Saturday. I believe that Serbia game was on your birthday, Kyle, last year. That must have been the, one of the best birthdays you've ever had. Even it's not just that we dug in, we were the better team by quite a distance until that bloody corner. But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had the tremendous scenes at the end when David Marshall was like, Is it all right? And then the place erupted. No, what well, is it? Um, the SAP promotion video, um, there's the the easy way, the hard way, and the Scotland way, and that probably much summed up. I can't remember if they used that slogan when they did, um. Scott's video, it's got some track on the video. I can't remember if it was that one or if it was something else. What, but whatever it takes. Yeah, no, not with, whatever it takes. The um, yes, sir, I can boogie David Marshall Medley. Ah, oh, yes. When he real um launched um launched himself and then came a FFF and got even better. Oh, yeah. what do you think of David Marshall being dropped last time round? I think I was quite surprised. I was surprised I was surprised because and not because Craig Gordon's not a good goalkeeper because 
Derby, he's now third choice keeper, and that's now the issue. Yeah. Um, because, and, yeah, and I think the thing we know about David Marshall, he's shown through his Scotland career, he will always turn up, regardless whether he's first choice, second choice, third choice. It will not surprise me if David Marshall gets his way back into that squad. I hope he does. But as we know, there's no room for sentiment in football. I mean, yeah, what he did in that game against Serbia was fantastic, but at the end of the day, he's not getting games just now. And a Derby side that's struggling, obviously they've got the um, administration issues, which doesn't help, but he's not been playing for a good while even before what happens. And uh, yeah, you just can't justify. Plus, Lane Kelly's been playing well, and I think Xander Clark was unlucky not to make this squad, although yeah. John McLaughlin has played for Rangers recently a few times and done quite well, so I get that selection. But Craig Gordon's number one anyway, and undisputed. Undisputed plus he needs to keep showing his face so we can sell his calendar, the Craig Gordon calendar. <laughs> Is he the best keeper in the SPL just now, do we think? Gordon, yes. Yes. For, he, used, for, he used to be Joe Lewis. For me, yes, yes. Well, he's going be available keeper too. Definitely. I know, yeah, he's, he's a great... He showed in the, the last couple of matches and he's shown all this season. I mean, we're going to talk about Hearts later on, but Craig Gordon, for the way he's... We talk about resilience with David Marshall. Craig Gordon, at one point, his career was over. And yeah. if it wasn't for the way that science is just now or medics and all that, he probably wouldn't be playing again. Two, two years out of the game. And then to come back... Celtic took a gamble. It was a calculated gamble. Worked out pretty well there. He's 33? Just now 33, 34? No, he's 38, 39. Oh, is he 39? Uh-huh. Is he? Oh, I saw you as I. But the way that keepers are now, I mean, Buffon's still, Buffon's the one that you think of just now. Italian keepers love a keeper till they're about 40 or anyway. Well, Craig Gordon could probably play till he's 45. I think he said actually recently. I'm, I'm fit. You know some new well, no, 
Bigger than me. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm getting at. Aye. Five foot eight. I don't know how that goal went in still. Who, who Joe Hart, what height? Well, you would think Joe Hart would be head and shoulders above Adam Montgomery. Yeah. You're saving that one up, haven't you? You copied that from me last year and it got the tumbleweed then. No, it's been on Twitter every week. It's not that funny anymore. No, I seen smiles from Kyle, from you, Annie, and you all smiled. No one will see it though unless I take unless I've taken a photo there. It's a pity smile. Pity, I'll take pity smiles. Every, no, the, the smile was that um, I just find it so embarrassing that you're now stealing one of my bad ones. <laughs> oh, but to be fair, I think we have all done that in our time. Yeah. Um, yeah well, who, I think it was it. Sports scene, I think I was watching, and was it, or was it sports scene, or was it Sky after the match? Was it Chris Boyd said, basically, Joe Hart should have just taken Montgomery out, even if it meant punching his head. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, we don't condone violence, but your keeper, you're just told to deal with it, aren't you? He's got a point there, to be fair, if it was Boyd that said it. And, um, you know, so we'll give him the odd credit. But he did. Boyd also said that Aberdeen should have hung on for a point, which I think is no. Um, no. Yeah, as a goalkeeper, uh, how often do we say, you know, go through everyone just to get to get the ball um, when it's a cross ball? It's, it's no different there. That ball's heading towards the top corner. Hart should be reading that, and he should just be like, getting over at Montgomery's head and just clawing it. And if he has to put, push Montgomery into the post, then so be it. Isn't it's embarrassing, actually. Aye, uh, but we'll talk more about Scotland, won't we? Let's not let, let's get back to Scotland. Yeah, let's get back we'll, to the good stuff. We'll, we'll come back to we'll come. We will. We promise no, we'll we come won't. back to Aber- Aberdeen next week. Um, no, two weeks time maybe. No, because Dundee are without a win, and we know what happens when you're yeah. playing Aberdeen without a win. They're yeah, trying well, the Kyle, Kyle. I'm happy's moment. Kyle. I forgot about goalkeeper going, not go give it go away. Because hey. that, that was incredible. Oh, I, don't, I don't think Joe Lewis likes going to Paisley. The Queen gave me the guy in the top and Mark and Sid on the week. I got you back one book, to be honest. Aye. All of them. I can't have a game time. What one do you think? What? I would say the Marcus Razor one. Because um, that's, just, that's just a simple cross ball and he's just totally flapped at it. Um, Did you? <laughs> there's been a lot of flapping. That's the problem. There's been a lot of balls where they come in and Julius is just waving his... I, don't know what if it's his vision, I don't know what's off. It's just really odd. And he was outstanding. I was saying he's the best keeper in the league, and I think actually people were agreeing that he was for quite a while. And he just seems to have I don't the captaincy thing didn't help, and I don't know what's happened this season. I thought he'll be back to his usual self, the pressure's off, he's gonna be really enjoying it. 
uh, no. Although Gary Woods isn't the answer either, to be clear. It was no better. I, I, seen, an argument, I seen an argument about Joe Lewis, which said, right, you had the captaincy, and some fans didn't quite agree with him being captain because he's maybe not the vocal like Craig Gordon, but he's, in terms of professional, he's a model professional. But now, obviously, Scott Brown comes in and gets the captain's armband on the pitch, but Joe Lewis is still club captain. Yeah. Has that maybe as well had a bit of effect on confidence? What is that? What is, it is, just what? A thing that, is it just like to be nice? Well, I think Scott Brown is the most successful captain in Scottish football of the last... Yeah. Well, even maybe possibly ever. Going, do you know you know what I think that is? I think uh, given what I kept going with as captain of the Aberdeen team this season, he may have gotten better because I think certain players in that team might think Scott Brown's I know what Scott Brown is and I know what Scott Brown brings to a team. I, I, I know what he brought to the Scotland Cup and I know what he brings to the Brought as a Celtic captain, I can see the reason why it's been good. But would would got playing would I got the team respect of your teammates if he hadn't been named captain? Yes, he would. Yeah, I think they say quite often with football teams, the armband's just a thing that's there. You should have many leaders in your team, yeah. which I think we do, actually. I think there is a few leaders. Lewis Ferguson but, put the armband on when Scott Brown went off, and I was so proud. Oh, you pals with Scott, uh, Lewis Ferguson again, because we were, we were not pals with him a couple of weeks ago. We're pals again. Yeah, and okay, he's on the back that. of my shirt, so it needs to have oh. a bypass January because I'm not feeling it off. Yeah, I think what's uh, not helping Lewis either or any anyone is the, the defence in front of him. There's just no um, not enough confidence. And I see a lot uh, of people um, are trying to defend um, Ross McCrory here. Now, I don't think many people are saying McCrory should be out of the team. They're saying McCrory should be in a better position, which is central midfielder. That is his position. He should be with Get him alongside Brown. Brown and Ferguson. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah. And actually, maybe Brown and Ferguson higher up through the middle. Yeah. Lovely. Yes. Aye. We were... We were excited when Scott Brown was coming in. Once we got into the the shock, well, once we recovered from the shock, and we were all uh, we were all thinking that midfield mm-hmm. three, folk would not like playing against that midfield. No, I think we have lost being bar stewards. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're too easy to play against, and it's not just we're too easy to play against in terms of counter. We're not committing enough fouls. Now it's part of the game. I, we're not doing it. Like Scott Brown in that team. Oh no, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but that 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 was the, that was just that was not 
that was a nice behaviour. When I mean being a bar steward, I mean being physical and being awkward to play against. Aye, Johnny Hayes should have been red card, two-footed, even though he didn't connect. If he connected, that's a serious incident. But Lewis Ferguson is a bit like John McGinn. He's got a, a big arse. Likes to, <laughs> no, he, he likes to, he's very good at, he's very adept, I think, at getting his body between man and ball. Ross McCrory, when he first signed for Aberdeen, as a, he was always playing as a box-to-box midfielder and was tremendous, but he's not played that role for about a year now. Why, why are we not playing them in the, why are we not playing these guys in their best positions? <laughs> However, the defence eye isn't been great, but it's not getting much protection. There's more to it. So here, we're going to talk about it. Oh, God. Right, so the yeah. fullbacks, Ramsey and McKenzie are getting no protection at all, whether it's off the midfielders or it's off Samuels and Hayes yesterday. They were, it was one-on-ones, sometimes two-on-ones. Celtic, both Celtic goals came from crosses. Now, it's very easy when it's two-on-one to get a good cross in. So there's a lot, there's, it's not just the centre, but it, it's, you, you, you attack as a team, defend as a team, and that's true. Well, that, that's again where we talk about, you know, well, Brown has went off by the, the point of setting goal, but this is where Brown and McCrory gives you that um, protection front of defence as well, because then you get two almost whole midfield players and one can go forward and another can sit back. But Brown was alongside Longstaff, where was he? He went, he went completely missing. I'm, I'm, I'm really not getting that signing. Central, I feel we are already overloaded with, you know, you've got McCrory, you've got Brown, you've got Ojo, you've got Dean Campbell, whose progress is now being stagnated because of this. Um, you get Lewis Ferguson. Um, I, I can't remember who. Um, there's a couple. Funzo Ojo, Dylan McGeoch. Dylan McGeoch, yeah, who came it's on the no, What's that? Terry Jenks hasn't Jenks. really hit the head on fire since he's come up. And, but Longstaff's just done nothing. I, I watched him in that Aberdeen Mother game at Far Park a couple of weeks ago. And he was terrible. And he came with a good reputation. Uh, he's just not showing it. Do, do we think, and this was the speculation, that we thought Ferguson was going, mm-hmm. but we announced Longstaff too early? Yeah. With us, we should have waited. Because I'm pretty sure Newcastle, New, I, think we've discussed, I think we've alluded to this in the podcast earlier about the transfer window time. There was English clubs interested in the championship, right? So I'm pretty sure one of them, if the deal had to go through with us, he would have gone to a championship club. There was an English Premier League club in English. Aye, I think. At, at what point Aberdeen were, were looking at Jimmy McGuff? Yes. But I, I think we were trying to get Jamie McGrath on the cheap. Very cheap. How, how much you Jamie McGrath's worth? Not a, he... not a cheap attempt, but can't you get him a decent guy, but, but uh, you can't get him cheap. Yes. Oh, I, I like, like McGrath. McGrath. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jamie McGrath the best midfielder you've had since John McGinn? Uh, I wouldn't... Um, did, did you... Did you... Did you... Did you... before McGinn? Eh... Uh, yeah... Yes. Pretty sure. 
we did because I think you were in the championship at the point. Uh, we, we, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We took them in January. We they were in the Premiership because I Kenny McLean was Kenny McLean at the time was top scorer for St. Mirren. I think he scored about seven goals. Yeah. And we signed him. So he definitely left St. Mirren before McGinn went to Hibs, didn't he? I think there was six Mar- months between them. Yeah, no. We bought McLean in January twenty fifteen and Hibs signed um McGinn in the close season because he had a year, a couple of years in the championship with Hibs, won the Scottish Cup with Hibs. So that yeah. would have tied in right. Kyle, okay, well, I think you're just trying to wind us up because we missed Kenny McLean. Are you trying to wind us up here tonight? <laughs> I do Kenny, miss Kenny, Kenny McLean. McLean. I love him so much. Imagine if he came it's, back. Kenny's a brilliant guy as well. Brilliant. Guy off the park as well as young park. I know Kenny really, really well. Have you ever shared Kenny McLean's bottle of Mad Dog? <laughs> I, I will... Uh, go Kenny McLean, I think, from some sections, are the Aberdeen fans was not appreciated. I agree with that. I, oh, and the Pontstein hasn't been appreciated, has he? And we're missing now. I don't want to hear a bad word said about him again. It, I don't think Andy Pontstein totally underappreciated. I think just, I don't know, because he's come through the ranks, he's been there all his career, maybe that's where he's underappreciated. That, that's that's what, um, what a lot of our fans are, are bad at, the pick on the, the youth, youth products. I mean, um, how often have we had it? Dan Mackey being an example, it's like 13, 14 years ago since he scored that goal against Nipro. Porter McLaren gets a fair bit of slagging. Yeah, he's Team Campbell. Mm-hmm. Well. No, but, but like, do you, I think the thing I always think, I'm not not one to do it at games, but they've got much more ability than me. Yeah. I think we should move on from Aberdeen. I think we should move on from Aberdeen. I don't think that's the standard we should be looking at, is yeah. it really? I think we should move on from Aberdeen. We were having a nice chat about St Mirren's for Kyle. St Mirren are doing well, to be fair. Um, Jim Goodwin, I think, is an excellent manager for you guys. I I wanted him um, to replace... uh, Same. McInnes. I would have him now as well, still, to be honest. (laughs) No, (laughs) you... We're taking him. We're taking him, I'll have your manager and Jamie McGrath, and we'll have Andrew young lad Ethan Erhon as well. We'll have him too, and that'll do. Thank you. Oh, you can have Connor McLennan, you can have Michael Devlin, and you can have Stephen Glass. There you go. Who's, who's Michael Devlin? Well, indeed. 
Right, St Mirren. Right. 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 It was Michael Devlin's birthday at the weekend and someone put in Facebook so I'd probably get injured blown out the candles. Oh. He was out for dinner in Glasgow with Matt McKenzie two weeks ago. What are you doing? On, on essentially... I don't know why we gave him that contract. We're, we're short of defenders and he's still not considered. Just, are we going to be ludicrous? Yeah. He's, Aye, a, he's, a, move, he's way in January. Move back to St Mirren. Move back to St Mirren. We've got another couple of questions about St Mirren from your good friend Paul McNeil, friend of the podcast. Now, before we ask the questions, we need to congratulate Paul because we love Paul in the podcast. We do. Yeah. He's always Paul's a yeah. wonderful role model. He supports Absolute us, supports the podcast well, inspirational, uh, a role model, yeah, as you say. And then obviously the week, uh, Sunday. Night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Was it last night? It was. Yeah. Went it. That he won for the mission to dyslexia, the book that he's done, which tremendous. He's, he's an example of you no, know, that you don't listen to the knockers early on. You no, know, people were writing him off, you know, from the from the get go. And he just um, called down. He's got a wonderful job at the SFA, you know, um, running a coaching development program. And you know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's overcoming his dyslexia. And he's um, he's rolling out to people who say, "You might have this, but don't let it stop you. Just um, follow your dream." And what a guy! Oh, what a guy! Before we move on to Paul is the type of guy who, when you think you've had a really bad day, Paul is the type of guy who you always look for and quit because Paul always seeing something up with you happy or something and you just think, or Paul's been through any uh, way and with dyslexia and with other issues any way. Paul said that it's actually about you, Kyle. He says that you're a great guy and a pleasure to know. So the feelings are mutual. Right, okay, but you got for me, come on. <laughs> you're, blo- you're blushing there, you're blushing. Right, okay, so obviously St Mirren have picked up form. Uh, I don't know how they pick- started picking up form. I don't know who it was against. But... Got, his- okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> um, so, it's a two-part question. Yeah. How high can St Mirren finish in the league this season? Uh, okay. And are the bodies going to Europe next season? Right. I'll keep that in Cooper. Yep. Uh, let go. Let go with position for can can you make hot set this year? Uh, I I going to see why not if the from keeping up the way it is. I'm getting five games now, one last coup. King formation slightly for the last 
Cowboy Games seem to be working well now. Uh, there will be games where Superman won't win this season. That's the part of the truth because the bigger teams are bigger budgets and better players. Uh, can you make up such money? Yes, because there are bigger teams here who haven't played as well as we would possibly like. Who's going to be your button? Who's going to... <laughs> I wonder why Kyle asked me if he could come on this podcast. Aye, I know. aye, aye. Can Motherwell keep it up for the whole season with me to be seen? I'll go with top six. I think Europe might be a wee bit beyond something this season. Just, well. Just because out of one cup already, always the, the best way for someone to get into Europe would be a cup. Well, this is now a three-part question because this is a question from me and Paul. When I was kind of messaging Paul from the podcast, saying congratulations, twenty twenty-two will be thirty-five years since St Mirren won the Scottish Cup. Yes. Yeah. So why not? Because half our team, we're not worried about it because we, we don't win the Scottish Cup anymore. Do you know what? I think... I think... Simone missed a kick last year because Simone put Rangers out of the League Cup last year. Celtic went out of the League Cup last year. Wonderful for St. Johnson to win the two cup last year. Callum Gibson, chaotic job, chaotic job to win both cup last year. Uh, but I don't see Celtic and Rangers both being out cups for a team which is among the way cup this year. However, was it a warm-up last year with Jim Goodwin getting to two semi-finals with St Mirren? Well, clearly no, because we're out for the Aye, but he's waiting for the Scottish Cup. We're all waiting for a Scottish Cup. Uh, no, I think, I think, um, cut earlier, I think Jim, Jim's a good manager. I think uh, as long as certain folks you come begging for a manager 
Yeah, it's fucking where you will get any. What about a swap deal? What about a swap deal? Class for a good one. I'm going to be even in a post-match interview with a simple game I win you get cotton get even right up to me. Interesting you talk about the Scottish Cup there, um, because I, it just depends on your luck in the draw. Now, if St Murn got a draw like Hearts did a couple of years ago, I mean, if Craig Levine can take a team to the Scottish Cup final with a decent draw, then there's hope for St Murn and Jim Goodwin. What if I'm thinking back to predictions made at the start of the season? I think some people maybe had St Murn for one of the cups. Mm-hmm. I had, the, I'm pretty sure I had them top six in the league. I gave them the league cup. You gave them the league cup. To be fair, um, I predicted I believe the Scottish Cup, but to be fair, that's um, hope. John, it's John. Happen, you? oh mine's not hope John I can arrange it I can, I can get us the cup it seems I can give cups out <laughs> just, brilliant. speaking Aye. of cups though does everyone seen the Highland League Cup draw they used a cement mixer and it's brilliant I love it yes that that's the type of thing we like to see that's where Scottish football wins uh, social media John you and me have both had Aberdeen winning the Scottish Cup since I think we've started doing the podcast yeah um, I had us win in the league, and I don't think mathematically we're out of that. But there was a stat about we're not mathematically out, but it's not happening. And there was a stat that if you've got, what is it, less than 11 points by a certain point, that's it. I, t- I tell you a result that I was annoyed at yesterday, um, as much as uh, the Aberdeen one, and it was Aberdeen women getting beat 3-2 by Hearts when they were two up. That's oh, how right. much, um, you know, I'm getting invested in the women's game as well, is that I'm annoyed when Aberdeen are getting beaten that too. I know, I was like, what are they doing? It's 2-0. And now it's not. And then, yeah, I'm not great. So basically, basically, folk will be getting them pelters now as well on social media. Is that what we're oh, saying? No. Um, right. See, see, be fair, I, did, I, did, I did tweet my disappointment. And to be fair, um, one of the Aberdeen players actually liked that because um, they must have thought, well, you made a good point. We're, we can see you're hurting and we want to improve. Aye, exactly, exactly. And we want to give as much media exposure as well, which we've been doing on the podcast. You've been to Scotland, which we'll touch, maybe, we, we can, let's touch on it now. You went to the Pharaohs game. Yeah. We've, you've nowhere on the podcast since. No. Or done your guest specials. Tell us about the experience. It was really good. I wrote about it for um, the Famous Tart magazine, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was a. Um, it's not going to be the same atmosphere as fifty thousand at, at Hamden for in um, local women playing and stuff. But it was a good friendly atmosphere. Um, there was lots of kids about. Um, you know, it was funny that um, listening to them trying to sing "Yes, I Can Be," but I thought the football they played was really good. Um, and I think that's the difference between because our Scotland teams at an advanced level and most of the players are playing at the top and 
some of the top clubs in England, you can see they're um, they work on their game technically as much as anything. And uh, yeah, they played very well. I mean, it was a shocker when they lost the goal at the start of the second half, but they then scored another couple of really good ones. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the game against Hungary next month and um, do another podcast special before that. Talking about being hungry, uh, Erin, are you hungry? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I'm having my dinner. I know. I'm not. A, I'm not I, you know what? I wasn't making a scene. I wasn't making a noise. I was I being respectful for the be, podcast. Be, and you've called me out for eating my dinner. To be, to be fair, to be fair here, um, I would rather see you eating a sandwich than um, someone playing with a scissors in front of their mouth. John, oh, what kind I, of example is that supposed to be setting? I, I was going to do a live trim of my beard. <laughs> That is why this is a visual, this is not a visual medium. Yes. We don't put it out to people because no one needs to see me at my dinner. Mm-hmm. And I presume Aye. you can call me out as well and say where my dinner is from. No, no, we cannot name. And we've got better we things name to names. use. Uh, we'll just say it's a burger joint, a burger joint, and it's not burger queen. It, and it's not high, it's not, yeah, it's the other one. Um, I've had a very busy, stressful day. And even, I was in Aberdeen, I, I woke up yesterday at 6.30 and I came back from Aberdeen today. I've been on trains, I've been busy. And I just thought, you know what? What's apps not working? I feel a bit sad. I'm going to go with myself a nice dinner. Well, we like our food chat. So um, earlier, when every other internet social media site went down, Kyle, we love pies, especially pies at Scottish football. Now, Erin loves macaroni pies at Scottish football, but she's struggling to get a macaroni pie this season. I've still had one. And Dundee, in two weeks' time, will be chicken curry, I think. I was um, in Paisley, but there was no macaroni pies because I was in the director's box. So. Oh, uh, Kyle, she was infiltrating with your, with your fan, with your hoi polloi. Probably, probably, probably in with Tony Fitzpatrick. We will have that. Come back, you can wait a bit. So, yeah, we took advantage of all the other places being down. Fired out, right, let's see some pictures of pies to amuse us. And, oh, my word, we've got some crackers. Kyle, what is your favourite pie at Scottish football? Uh, Kelly pie. Got to be a Kelly pie for me. Thought about it. I see. There's some speculation that Kelly pie is not as good as it used to be. Well, we're just not going there, are we? Because they're down in the championship. That's what it is. <laughs> well, to be fair, if you go to a supermarket that has red, yellow, and blue as a sign, you can get yourself a come on at pie. I have good, I have good for guys. Give a things, giving me things, giving me spoken to some Kelly fans uh, and the last couple of games, I don't think they've said there's been much football getting played. Mm. On the subject of that, Kawarika actually, because they were playing Wraith Rovers. 
Yeah. Now, I don't know if any of you seen this online or even heard about it, but you and Murray used to play for Dunfermline. Yeah. I think you and Murray scores to make it 1 0, I think, and then does the cut oh, the yeah, ears. It finished 3 1 to the Rovers. <laughs> so, yes. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you're, you're going Kelly Pie, right? So, yeah. If you want to see the pictures of the pies, just basically check our pod, SFF podcast on Twitter, and it's a tremendous selection of pies, hot dogs, barbecues into football. Now, have, have people seen there is, and this is actually really funny. Um, I can't, I don't know if I can find the Twitter, the name of the account. We might just have to retweet it because WhatsApp's down. But there's a guy doing it, rocks every week bringing in his own food. Yeah. Now, I don't know, I, you're not allowed to bring your own food, are you? Because you get your, I know you're definitely not allowed liquids because it could be booze, but I don't think you're allowed to bring in like, you you mean you you bring in your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing in like, it's not like he's bringing in a packet of crisps. Or, like, I, some of the food, I do not know how he's physically getting it in. The KFC was mental. Sure, that's But it's actually hilarious. It's so well, good. And it's every week, well, fortnight. Sure, let's Photoshop. Yeah, he had, a, he had a full kebab in. He had a pizza. And it looked like yeah. a 12 inch pizza. So, not even just a wee individual pizza, a 12 inch. Because the thing is, right, I mean, I, we've all been to Ibrox a few times. Usually, there's a wee security search. <laughs> He's getting, you can't hide yeah. a pizza down your front. <laughs> No, I don't pocket. know how he's doing it. And it's not as though like he's just sneaking in little bits and pieces. But it is actually great. I think it is really funny. I'm quite enjoying watching it. It's the content we love to see, basically. Oh, any, any, food, any food at the football we like to see. To be honest, I just like seeing pictures of food. Unless it's Erin's when she's eating a pizza back to front. It's not that's how you eat a pizza. Um, the... Kyle, 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 how do you eat your pizza? Well, I uh, know. Uh, aye, but do you, do you take... <laughs> that was that was quick, right? Aye, so let's get that might be the, that might be the funniest in the podcast this season. Um, do you eat it crust first or the not? Oh, mind you, John, you're crust first and all, aren't you? Yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kyle, save me. Uh, I'm kind of I'm the bit. I'm the base first if it's just stuffed crust. Kyle, please tell me it's too old tonight. That you eat it the the inside. Yeah. For, aye, right, okay, two all, okay. It's a draw, a Desmond. We'll keep it at a Desmond. And I have one more thing about the weekend's football. I'd be interested to hear if people think, particularly Kyle, not that I don't value your opinions, but Kyle's a bit <laughs> well, more... You well, Kyle's the guest, and um, Kyle's very knowledgeable. So do we think yesterday's red card for Porteous was a red card? Good. Because 
rồi nữa thấy khen thêm một sự bất khi mới khi ở Mỹ y kiếm khi ở Mỹ anh phụ một người phải hoàn thành những gì phải because interesting the comments after the game because yeah and as the rules stand as they are now that tackle is a red I think probably the situation is that some of us that are a bit older than you Kyle that wasn't even a booking back in the 80s that was good tackle but the rules have changed so we're going by the rules and I think for the better to be fair because I think I know Tam McManus was getting animated because um, the angle that he gave, it was from um, the Govan stand side or Sandy Jardin stand side, should I say, it actually does look like a decent tackle he's won the ball. Um, but when you look at the angle in sports scene, um, you can see it is out of control. The leg, uh, he's, his left leg's going over the ball first um, yeah. and into a rebo, and it, and it could have caught him. Tam McManus is still adamant it's a... Um, you know, it's a, it's a yellow card and that you can do anything by freezing a picture and make it look bad. Tam, watch the clip. Right, here's the... Here's Hips the, are appealing the, it. Yeah, I think it's borderline. I've seen... I've seen... You've seen less given, you've seen worse kind of given yellows. It is very hard when you look at it. There are angles where it looks much worse than it was. But... It's interesting that off the back of the chat about VAR on Friday, that is probably an example of VAR being useful. And in theory, I'm not pro-VAR because I think what we have in Scotland is there is, you know, mental stuff does happen and it's mad and it's funny and we all kind of like that and you would hope it kind of evens itself out. But if VAR is going to you know, pick up things like that and then you don't have the issues afterwards with the arguing about it and appeals and you don't have things like, you know, balls, are they over the line or not? Someone handled that or not? You know, things that massively change games. And yeah, the sending off changed it. I think it probably was. I think maybe we should have far then. Right. Talking of balls over the line, Manscaped, you can get free shipping and 20% on uk.manscaped.com with the code SFF Podcast Capital Letters. They've been kind enough to give that to our listeners, followers, people on the podcast, whoever. As we've said before, now it's in the winter, we're coming up to winter, so you kind of want it to be warm. However, you can do it in the rain, because it's we've got a lot of rain. It's waterproof. You can do it in the dark because it's got a light. And as we've alluded to most of the time since we've had this partnership. Scotland is coming up. Get your sog tire out and make your lion rampant. So, on the back of the VAR, it's 
it's a difficult one, right, in terms of being for or against it. I don't buy the decisions even themselves out over the course of the season. That's push mm-hmm. because it's not as if every team gets the same amount of bad decisions against them. Yeah. However, if far is used correctly, and some leagues it's a lot better. Bundesliga are very good at using VAR because they actually the referee goes and watches the screen himself as well as getting the in the ears opinion. However, we've seen it in England, our near neighbours, and they use it. I don't know how they use it, to be honest. I think, actually, and, oh, here's a joke. Here's, this was actually quite funny. This was a Mrs. Probably the funniest member of the family. So there's three people in that room, and she went, is that V, is that A, is that R? Pretty decent. What are they watching? Are they could have stuck on something on Netflix? Join, 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 join. Here we go. Here's the problem for me, right? The problem for me is pretty simple, right? You give me going technology, right? And you show me that I bought over the way. I can take that. You give me offside. You show me a line. Perfect. I can take that. Here's the issue. The issue is if Nick Walsh taking your example, right? If Nick Walsh is on that part, yeah, okay. And we have been a country and say for instance, John Beaton is... Oh, don't, that's a swear word. Yeah. Well, pick anything. Pick anything. <laughs> see, see, get for argument, see, see, Gun beating the barbecue. And Nick Walsh think that not a red card. You you can't then tell me that gun beating can then overrule that because that's a thing. It's subjective, and yeah. that's where it's all going for me. It's all going on subjective, so that's... you'd be well going well on to get it. My view on it is, um, if we're going to have spare money kicking about to improve the officiating through technology, I would rather see our officials be first. Um, before then, although yeah. sometimes you've got to be careful how you wish. Right now, we've had um, John Robotham and Charlie Richmond to, you know, we talk to players. I mean, John Robotham particularly came in here where they talked to players, um, you know, properly and, um, you know, there was more accountability. But now we've got um, guys who just don't have any personality, just don't, who just adopt the whole school teacher approach. And I'm not stereotyping school teachers, but I'm talking about the way the mannerism, like they say, don't talk to me. Um, it's my decision. I'm the show. Willa Collins is the prime example of it. The show's got to be about him. Um, Andrew, Daddy's Boy Dallas. I mean, you warned uh, um, everyone about him coming through the juniors. Um, but 
Um, well, those are also bad examples. But if we put proper money in and um, do have better standards of training for full time refereeing, it might just improve. Aye, let me tell you, I was at the game of the weekend in Scotland this weekend. I was at Pollock versus Auckland Talbot. So we're talking about referees now. I have been at some bizarre games. I thought I would never see a crazier game since I saw Kilmarnock Aberdeen in the, the cup. And I thought, never ever will I see a game as crazy as that. Well, let me tell you, Saturday, it was absolutely pushing it down. You're wondering even, should you go? Aye, I'll go. You're wondering, will the game get played? Will it get abandoned? It, it was no far off getting abandoned because Pollock get reduced to eight men. So one more, obviously, that would have been... No, two more. Hearts member once, wasn't it? It was four. Hearts they get sent off. You can play yeah. with seven. So it's aye, that's seven, aye. So they weren't far off anyway. Um, aye, three men sent off. Now, I did a voice note for... See that app that used to be called WhatsApp? It was two and a half minutes, summary of the game, which tells you all you need to know. So basically, Pollock were two and a up. Man set off for two bookings. Maybe I. They were soft. Then, uh, Tal got back in the game. It's 2 all. One of the players is down injured for Pollock in the six-yard box. Now, by the letter of the law, and Aaron, I'm pretty sure you will verify this as a referee, qualified referee, they should be off the pitch getting treatment unless it's a serious injury. <laughs> okay? Now, it wasn't... A, uh, I think it maybe a wee, a wee bit of pain in the ankle, right? But he was in the six-yard box, so pretty easy to get him off the pitch. Physio comes on, try to do treatment. Now, we know what it's like in the football. Sometimes you give players a wee, you give players a wee bit of... We say hello to them and maybe say something not nice. He then says something back and gets sent off. Now, if it had been the other way around, I think, and this is my neutrals head-on, I would have been felt it was a pretty harsh red card. I think a yellow, maybe, if he said... If he swore, right, that's okay. I think, fair enough. Because by the interpretation of what was said, aye, it wasn't right, but he was getting abuse. A bit of banter. And he, I think a bit harsh. So that happened. Then, um, but by this point, actually, Pollock are 3-2 up, even though they had 10 men. So prior to this, Talbot got back in. Oh, no, actually, Talbot don't go back in the game yet. There's then an incident which was one of those incidents whereby you can't see it properly unless you're on the side of where the incident happened. By all accounts, though, it's the only red card that folk agreed I It should have been a red card for those seeing it, and that was Pollock fan saying that. But then, another 11 against 8. I've never been at a game where it's 11 against 8. So, weirdly, I actually don't think the players knew what to do because you're like, you may be trained 11 against 10. 11 against 8, you're like, what are you doing here? Pollock, to their credit, defended resolutely. Got a three-all draw with eight men. Uh, which, for about maybe half an hour, maybe 25 minutes. So, fair play to Pollock. Tremendous. But the referee... I, I think I said someone saying the referee will still be doing his report next week. Or himself. That um, sounds absolutely mental. It was the best game, of, best, game of, best game of football I've ever. I love stuff like that. It, it, the rain it, it added to the fact it was absolutely torrential, horrible. I, I put pictures in that old social media app that they used to have. <laughs> it was when you seen it at the start, grey skies, pushing it down. Right about the time of the start of the second half, sun splitting the sky, you're like, 
Aye. It was a game sponsored by Crowded House. Uh, you're probably pretty cool saying, right? So, I just qualify referee, right? Uh, if you are referee a game, and then you're referee a game with Bob, do you think you referee a cooking straight waker? And what else do you think? We'll see in the west of Scotland, like the VAR will not be happening, I don't think, for a long time. But then I no. never thought I never thought last season that I would see a live stream of Talbot on Facebook. No, but in terms <laughs> in terms of if any of the qualifying referee, do you think maybe you if you're I think in your lower league games where you've got, you know, you're not in a big stadium, your fans are yeah. right beside the pitch, the referee can hear it. I think there is. I think the I think it's harder. You know, it sounds you know if you're on sports scene week in week out, yeah, okay, you're getting abuse, you're getting people shout. You know, everyone referees are not. Um, I think it's a thankless task. You're not particularly well liked, no matter what you're doing, because someone's going to be annoyed about whatever you've done. But I think there's more protection there, and it's a little bit different. And they're simply like, this is our job, and you will get someone, some pundit on a TV show who will stick up for a referee's decision, even if everyone on the internet says it's wrong. But if you're a referee in the really lower down leagues, the abuse and stuff you get, but no one stick up for you. You're not getting on sports scene to have your, you know, no one is going to really have your back. And when you've got crowds like that and players, and this, this just sounds like an absolute rally. Spires wasn't a punch up. It, but see the thing is, see the game, it wasn't a dirty game. So I, I would say one red card was correct. But seeing people look at that, and they were talking about the radio actually on the way back, so we were sitting in um, coming home as I was conducting my voice note and they're all thinking it was a Rami the game wasn't a Rami the game the referee lost control of the game now that happens to and now refereeing is a thankless task I would not do it no chance no chance in hell would I do it John would you do it? No Kyle? Oh, no 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 Something that's worth it because again says whatever you give the upsetting somebody so no. now Aaron, you've obviously have done it. What what possessed you? Course is really interesting. I would highly recommend the course. Also you can show off and tell people you're qualified referee. Course is honestly so good. I really enjoyed it. It's useful for I find it fairly useful in terms of work. It's a massive just like really good look at the rules of the game and um, it's really interesting as well you get people come and speak to you and stuff and um, it's funny because at the beginning there's loads of like the exam is like your theory test driving so there's like a written bit like questions but then there's also like it's like your hazard reception it's a video and you've got to say what you'd give and I was quite harsh <laughs> everyone was getting red cards off me but now I think I'm a lot more lenient um it is funny though because 
you can get you could get five referees and you could get them sat in a room, you know, proper, you know, you could get, you know, Clancy and Nick Walsh, you could get Bobby Madden, who have seen far too much in the past couple of weeks. And you know, you could get those referees in a room and you could show them clips and they will disagree. You will never get probably five of them voting the same way because so much of it is, you know, perception and in that split second, it's very difficult. I think there's the hips one I'm not 100% on, but I'm surprised they are challenging it. And I think VAR might actually prove to be useful. I think the issue in England was the fact that we're not just using it every two minutes. Games go on for like three hours, but they've absolutely they calmed that down a lot now. And I thought VAR was good in the use, yeah. used fine, probably used how it should be. Yeah. I think in England, they just got very VAR happy when it first came in and it was getting out of hand. The lights Whoa. were too thin. Um, I think that was it. That was the issue. The offside thing. It's still yeah, it was like, the pictures offside. It was ridiculous. Aye. And players were celebrating, and then it was like, well, it's been chopped off now. But five minutes later. Yeah, I was yes. in the Man City Spurs Champions League game where what is, Spurs had a one 0 didn't they going in? Yeah, and then Man City one four three. So away goals also existed then. So. Yeah. But Man City had another goal. So it's 5-3 for like five minutes and then they were checking bar. And it is the most like, if you were one of those players or your manager, or, you know, you're an absolute diehard fan, that, it's horrible. And I just think, you know, I think it was actually well, a handball. But... Funny that happened to Man City. Just don't have any time for them. Can, can I ask it a question is... about the, the theory test and refereeing? Is one of the questions that you need to give teams in blue or green and white stripes more decisions? It's not. No. Oh, Although, okay. interestingly, one of the, there's questions about, there's loads, it covers so much stuff. Um, and it's basically, it's, like, it's similar to the theory test, and it's just a question section. So you have to learn the rules and stuff. Uh, one of the things is strips. And obviously the rules about all the strip in general, but also your rules about colours and things. Dundee St. Johnston, I, surely, surely, I mean, no. That was well, ridiculous. Uh, they're, sponsored by, they're sponsored by Specsavers, so it's one shade of blue against another shade of blue. Come on. Uh, I don't know why Livingston St. Bernard at the weekend, they both had to wear away tops. What the hell is that about? Uh, I think there is a rule from your sponsor about how many times you have to wear <laughs> certain strips. So you will wear, you will sometimes yeah. see, was it not the end of the season? One year, hearts someone was wearing an away shirt randomly when they weren't away because I think there is sometimes rules about how often sponsors will make you wear I don't know Rangers this season had to wear last season's away shirt because the first second and third kits were deemed not to be usable they also had to unveil their third kit early because Malmo only brought one strip and apparently clashed it was brilliant and I think I don't, I mean, I think, I guess you can wear, you can wear what strip you like. You, the home away rule is not really a rule as such, but I do not think Sir Johnson Dundee should have been both playing in those colours. Aye. Let's move back to Scotland. Because... Yes. Actually, we're that, excited. Aye, we are excited. Now... We're talking about strips, taps on week. Taps on, yes. indeed. Yes. Chris will be in charge of that one, I think, this weekend, because, like Kyle, I am going to the game. I'm excited. John, you are going to the game. Yeah, me and Aaron. Uh, um, Sky Sports buddy. Uh, I'm well, the game. superstar. The superstar. Don't, don't underestimate the superstar. The superstar. He's, he, uh, that's what he's... That's yeah. basically... Uh, uh, that's my nickname for your boy, is superstar. Yeah. Uh, so I have met you... your son, John. He is a celeb. He's probably the most famous person I've met. Probably. Uh, are you going to... Uh, you may really... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I am indeed. And um, I wasn't sure if I'd manage because I'm away on Friday night, but I'm going straight to Glasgow, so I'll be there. Don't worry. Hey, okay. See going here, going it as you came, guys. Here's the thing. We are big as you. We are big as you. How many times in your past could I have you? It's a new derby. It's a derby now, Scotland does real. It's tough watching, like, but this is kind of the thing about Scottish football, I suppose, as well. There's a lot of repetition, isn't there? Same team all the time. I'd really like it. Did you see the draw for the, is it the Nations League again? The draw. Yeah. I just want someone different. Can't we play like Spain or something? Just no, for some fun. No, not, not Spain. Not, not fun. Well, we're not in there. We can't play Spain because we're not in their league. Because that's yes. how the Nations League thing works. Well, oh, I know, but you know what I mean? Can't we just, like, all these qualifiers? I just want, like, I don't know, someone we've not heard of in a while. I'm trying to remember who some. Um, I mean, I want Republic of Ireland to come out because I think we could take them. Um, and I can't remember our teams that I picked, but I certainly want to I'll, I'll quickly try and get Tartan Scarf because they put out a good, uh, a good photo. If Twitter's still working, is Twitter working? Aye, Twitter's still working. Yeah, so there's a couple you, of there's some people talk about yourselves while I'll be professional. Some people put out what the like seedings and options and things are, and I just think. If you want people as well to get excited about international football, it doesn't help if you're playing the same team every single tournament. It'd be nice if we just had a so bit it's more. Scottish football, isn't it? Though it's like the Premiership. Yeah, just the setup of the league and the setup of the qualifiers, and I get that. But it'd be nice if we could just have a bit of a change. I mean, it does feel like oh, it's Israel again, and we've not been brilliant really either. I would say yeah. in our previous games, so. I'm one hoping. one in seven. Is it, I think one one in seven against Israel. Yeah, um, people seem really confident about Saturday. I'm not sure on what basis that is, but I do think that we learned from the Moldova game because the Austria game was infinitely better. And I think there was a level of complacency going into the Moldova game. People were talking about three 0 four 0 you know, upwards of that. And I think the team kind of thought that. And I think they maybe got a bit of a shock when actually it was one 0 We were playing out panicking at the end for five minutes and to be honest the reception wasn't like great you know you want you want to get people excited about it now you can go back to football and it just didn't really hit the spot so I'm hoping the turnaround with the Austria game will kick us on right I'm professional I've got the teams that we could potentially get okay so you want something different Ukraine yeah okay Chicken Kiev's from Ukraine, so yeah, it's nice. Is this the options for the first slot? Yeah. This is pot, pot, pot one. <laughs> Sweden. Fine, Ikea. Now, Sweden would be good because I know someone is writing a book about Euro 92. John? Sweden and Ukraine have very... How is the book going? How is the book going? It's, go- it's getting there. It's a work in progress. Um, right. It's going really well. Now, we've got two teams with a blue and yellow flag. Why don't we have three teams with a blue and yellow flag? Bosnia, Herzegovina. I've not said maybe Herzegovina, right, but I'm, just, I'm trying to do this in Eurovision. I don't know. Say. I don't have a thing for them because I don't know what their big export is. Sorry, I'm not looking this up. Ed and Deco. Ed and Deco. <laughs> 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 You're even the same there, aren't we? He's such a Yeah, <laughs> Go. I think Bosnia was uh, where the whole um, Tatman with um, Sunshine appeal thing started at Clark. Yeah. 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 Y
twists and turns about. Charity, there we go. That's yes. a good one. Um, the last. Yeah. Especially when you want other people to start going to games, you know, our you know family is going to be really keen to take their kids along to see Scotland play the same team. Well, you, you watch Love Island. Her. You watch Live Love Island. That's just a repeat every night, anyway. So it's, um, it's not. <laughs> the other team, and we're all used to going here, maybe for our frozen food, Iceland. See, I would take Iceland because um, see the way I'm looking at it is. I want them um, a mixture of teams that have not played for well and teams that we can beat because ultimately you want to win the, the section. Yes. And get yeah, Spain was a bit of a weak joke. Game. I don't want like Spain or Germany or Italy. We can't get them anyway. Aye, we can't get them anyway, so it's fine. So Iceland would be ideal from that top top section. Right. Okay, so who do we want from pot one? Iceland. Iceland. Great. No, pot, pot one Iceland, okay. So pot three, we're getting Israel, but if we don't get Israel, we've got a choice of Romania, Serbia or Republic of Ireland. Republic of okay. Yeah. Pot four, this is where I need to know my flags. Pretty sure it's Slovakia, but it could be Slovenia. <laughs> Maybe both. Are they not both of their flags in there? Mm, is it? One of them's Albania, I'm pretty sure. Aye, Albania, yeah. One of them is Moldova, I think. I'm going through Gordon's Twitter. <laughs> what, I I am, the uh, right, I've got the tweet. I don't know if you'll be able to see this live because we're, at, we're right, but the bottom one, guess the flag, the one with the the red with the gold. I'm trying to think where that is. Is that not like Macedonia, Montenegro? Might be Macedonia. one of them. I think it's Mac- Do you think it's Macedonia? Sorry, right. North Macedonia. North Macedonia. Now they they're all right. North Macedonia. They impressed me at Euros, despite mm. them going out. They were, they were yeah, all right. Yeah, actually, we, they were but, not technically the worst team either because we did a worst team prize and I think Turkey got that. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, it's nice to just get a bit of, Carol's right, a bit of variety. You want people to be excited about it. Are people excited about going to see the same team week in, week out? Not really. So, it would be nice. You want to get good food. Good food as well. Mm-hmm. You get good food yeah. in Iceland itself or the supermarket? In the country, Iceland, I've never been. Never been in the country. No. Well, I think by all accounts, from my um, gourmet knowledge, I think you can get fish done fifty-seven ways. Yeah, nice. Uh, I don't know about any food beyond that. I'm afraid. I think it's made a lot of food, a lot of seafood, a lot of seafood, and all that. Because obviously, it makes sense to have a lot of seafood. Ireland. That'd be a nice wee trip. But, but we know we can get food well. there. We know what food we can get. So, uh, pot four, I, I don't, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say if it is Slovakia or Slovenia. But there's certainly, who knows. But the game itself, the big question, who is playing at the back? Is it McTominay, Hendry, Tierney? Yes. I like it's that. Yeah, obviously. Yes, that's why. We agree with that, back three. Yes. Yeah. Craig Gordon is in goal. Yes. Yeah. Left wing back is Andy Robertson. The other one, right wing back, who is it? O'Donnell or Patterson? I think it'll be O'Donnell. I hope. I would like it to be Patterson. 
I would actually love it to be Calvin Ramsey, but he's not going. But, yes. um, but in go terms of who's in the squad. I think it will be O'Donnell, though. I think that's what I think it should be. To be fair, O'Donnell was excellent against Austria again. Again, I I will give him that. He was. I think it will be O'Donnell because Robertson will be expected to be the one pushing, and O'Donnell is better defensively. Mm -hmm. So I think. Yeah. Uh, 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 can you please give Pocket some money? Who would be right when that was? Hypothetical, I guess, but yeah, I know what you're alluding to that he's Steve Clark's son. Aye. But... <laughs> to be fair, it was Alan McLeish at first captain. Aye. Yeah, and I, I think. He's hit and miss. This is the problem. He's had some shockers, but he's not the he's not the, he's not the he's not the only one that's hit and miss. Though that's the thing. I think it's unfair. So I think it's harsh to be too critical because other people haven't been brilliant either. I think though, Patterson is very very good, and presumably it must just it's Cavaniers' existence that stops him getting a game at Rangers. Surely that must be the reason. It played yesterday, Patterson against Hibs. So at least he's had some recent arch and going into the international break. Right. Midfield three is Gilmer, McGregor, McGinn. Yes. yes. Billy Gilmore is probably our best player at the moment. He's outstanding. And our top two, because I'm saying it will be, I think we'll go Dykes and Adams, which I think is a partnership to go with long term. It's got lots of potential. It's not, it's starting to click. I feel it's starting to click. We've seen signs before the Euros. In the game, I know they never scored, but you can see they like playing with each other. And they, the more you play with each other, partnerships, partner, that's what you talk about, partnerships. You want partnerships all over the pitch. You or also want trios to, or whatever, triangles. You want to stick with it as well. You want to give them a proper chance at it. Remember, like, how many games international? You don't play a lot of them a year. And so well, it's different well, if you football. <laughs> True, but it's different if in club football you're kind of switching stuff around because you've got a lot of, you know, it's a long season. But in international football, I think you have to be much more stuck with what you've got because changing it every game is not going to work. So I think that's probably the right pairing. Um, and I think we are so thin on the ground in strikers generally in Scotland. And I'm hoping that Kevin Nesbitt, Kevin Nesbitt off the bench. I like Nesbitt. I don't think we are that thin on the ground. I think it's, Ryan, it's Ryan not just the striker's job to score goals. That's the problem. See and Ryan, look at teams, Ryan teams. started well at Bournemouth as well. And yes. he had a great start to season at Celtic. I think Celtic are missing him. Yeah, and Jack Hendry, Jack Hendry is Champions League superstar. Yeah. In defence. Mm-hmm. You're talking so, about um, continuity as well. Um, it's hard to do that on an international level because every month there's like squad withdrawals and um, obviously, you know, throwing COVID with it and then forms go up and down. So, You've got to try and get as much content as you can. And I think we've potentially got that with this squad. Right. We've had, Edith's pre- oh, we've had Edith's prediction of 3-1. Kyle, okay, what do you want to say? Sorry. Yeah, only thing that might be reaction is I know how we should bring it, but got the comedy and what I for me. That's the only issue. I know how much you're 
I'll make a prediction. Scott McKenna will start the game on Saturday at centre-back because he's the most, I've said this before, he's the most physical centre-back we have apart from Hardley. And as Kyle alludes to there, McTominay and Tierney both can play centre-back. You've not got much physicality there. And Hendry, I think, is more suited to being the right of a three. So I think McKenna will play on Saturday. That's my... That is what I think. I think so. No, I think it'll be. Remember, moving the remember the Euros? Remember the Euros when Hanley got injured? Who came on? Yeah, and how well did he do? Not very well. Scott McKenna well. for me has regressed a lot in the past year, unfortunately. I still think it'll happen because that if I'm, I'm going in Steve Clark's mind as opposed to what we want, Steve Clark's <laughs> mind is different to ours. Yeah, he likes a curveball, Clark, doesn't he? No, no. Yes, right. So, Aaron, you've got 3-1. John, your prediction is? Um, we're due a win in 90 minutes against them, aren't we? Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Scotland. 2-0. Kyle? I'll go 1-0. 1-0 Scotland. Okay, I'm 2-1. So, we're all... Oh, so we've got all bases covered, really. Well, 5-0 now, won't it? 2 as well. No, obviously not. That would be now five. And the pedantic in me would say that because I'm pedantic like that with scores. I think we will next Monday be having, hopefully, a great discussion about the hat-trick from... No, maybe not. John McGinn. Yeah, John McGinn hat-trick. There you go. Yeah. Next Monday when you lot um, are on, because I'm at a wedding um, on a Monday, um... You guys will be um, celebrating the fact we've beaten Israel, and then come the following Monday, it'll be a uh, um, remorse over losing the Fair Islands. Oh, we're no, no. We'll try that. No, we'll be <laughs> celebrating right, okay. John again with a, a perfect hat trick, left foot, right foot, another one in off his bum. Perfect. Yes, of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, aye, that is basically a, yeah, it's a wrap. It is a wrap. Not the wrap you get in Tesco a wrap for the podcast. Scotland, come on, Scotland, we've got to do this. Win the next three games, yeah. and then whatever it, takes. All, whatever it takes, exactly. No and Scotland, no party. Mm-hmm. We were going for whatever it takes because of McGill. We're trying to big him up here. He's not on the podcast tonight, but we like we love his tune. Everybody, it's, well, whenever you listen to this now, basically just play whatever it takes on repeat. And we'll we'll do it. So thank you, Kyle, for coming on. Thank you, guys. Uh, Hopefully you've liked us enough to come back on in the future because you've been terrific. Oh come on, my guys. I'll be back at some point, hopefully. But it's an Aberdeen St. Mirren Scottish Cup final. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Fergie Cup. That's that's happened that, once, 1959. That, that <laughs> would need to happen. I would need to come on before that Cup final because I would need to be coming on after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had your win it then? 
Right, well, so I, I, I free, if I go my I'm coming in with this. <laughs> we'll keep the snippet for meta you would see if it if it comes true. Be brilliant. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But yeah, Erin, uh, obviously, thank you as always. Thank you. And John, I always like when we are both on. It's like yeah. the two Johns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, can't beat it. Right. Cheers, everyone, and yes, enjoy on, your Scotland. listening. Come on, Scotland, aye. <laughs>